Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Frank listen, listen, I love Frank Atania, but he was doing his thing. What? Come here. Listen, hold on. I love you like a brother, but you ruined her because... I don't think I'm broke! Dude, this is a broken woman. Oh! I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You are broken because... I'm a Neanderthal, like yourself, would think I was broken if I... I am disgusted. By Mr. Joe Gorga. Wow, Joe Gorga. Wow, I'm so upset with that man, the way he was speaking to Art Dolores at that party, telling her she was a broken woman. What the fuck was that? And then poor Frank Catania's in the back of the party enjoying a canopy, and he can't even enjoy himself with his appetizer because here comes Joe Gorga just dragging him into this fight with Dolores. I was so disgusted. And, I, I, you know, Joe Gorga, I've been loving him this season, but not now. Mm-mm, I turned on him saying she was a broken woman. That was disgusting. Wow, Joe Gorga, wow. I am upset, you guys. We're going to talk about this week's episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, which I thought was an excellent episode. I thought this week really brought it. It was good. Also, we got to talk about this week's Real Houses of Dallas finale, which you guys, I was cracking up at the end of that Dallas finale, not to spoil it. But the very last shot was just a still frame of Brandy and that trash husband, Brian. It was like in black and white, and then they played... A sound effect that can only be described as law and order going to commercial break. It was like, (laughs) it was like the Bravo editors were trying to tell us like they have problems in their marriage, but they didn't have any footage to tell us that they had problems in their marriage. So they just were like, you know what? We'll just, we'll transfer the shot to black and white and we'll go. Oh, it made me laugh, you guys. It made me laugh. I gotta say, uh, this week's episode might be a little shorter than normal because I am suffering an injury. I almost didn't take to the microphone because here I am recording in bed. I'm recording from bed. That's the kind of uh, dedication I have to this program, Everything Iconic, because I suffered an injury. Now, there's been a lot of people throughout time who have suffered injury as they've been, uh, you know, either honing their craft or... Or doing something they love, you know, infamously Britney Spears injured her knee on the set of a music video, and I too have injured my knee. Uh, unfortunately, earlier today, I was trying to make a meal. I was trying to make a plate of French fries, you know, but sometimes <laughs> I'm going home next week. I'm going to visit my family for the first time. I'm trying to be healthy, but yeah, craving took over me, and sometimes I have the taste buds of an 11-year-old or a 12-year-old or something, and I crave some French fries. So my meal was going to just be like a big-ass plate of French fries. You know, sometimes that's dinner. Sometimes that's lunch. It's just a big-ass plate of French fries. But I did want to be healthy. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'm going to make these frozen French fries, but I'm going to do it in the air fryer. I'm not going to fry them in any oil or anything. I'm just going to get the air fryer out. So I go to reach for the air fryer, which is in a top uh, cabinet in our house. And I don't know how to explain exactly the physics of how it happened. Uh, but the air fryer came down on my knee. 
right? Like I was sort of bent. I was kind of not bent over, but then I was grabbing the thing. And then it was the tray of the air fryer started to fall out. So I went backwards and I kind of kneeled down. Anyway, long story short, the air fryer just landed right on my kneecap, right on my knee. So I immediately, I email my doctor and I say, doc, I have an injury. Like, send me something. Send me a pill. And of course, the doctor writes back. He says, call me. You know, he says, call me on the phone. So then I get on the phone and I call the doctor and I say, look, doc, an air fryer came down on my knee. And the doc says, you know, how the hell did that happen? And I said, it's not important. I was making some French fries. Just give me a pill. Give me a prescription or something because I was in pain. Now, nowadays, they don't do that. They don't just prescribe you something over the internet, right? So, uh, unfortunately, the doctor said you either can take a bunch of ibuprofens or you can go to the urgent care or we can set up something you know, for seven weeks from now or something. You can't even get an appointment these days. So I I down some ibuprofen and a stray pill that I found in our medicine cabinet, and here I am recording for you guys. Uh, So I do have a lot of thoughts on this episode, but, uh, you know, we're going to go for only so long. We'll see how long I got. I don't know yet. We'll see how long. Um, But I do want to talk about this week's Real Houses in New Jersey because it was fantastic. Uh, before I dive in, I do just have to say next week is Real Housewives of New York premiere week. So excited. And to celebrate the premiere week, I have a very special interview for you guys coming up on Monday, or it'll be out on Sunday night, Monday. And then uh, later in the week, we'll have our recap of the Real Houses of New York. You guys, the premiere, favorite show on TV. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, but... Let's get into New Jersey, you guys, shall we? I was so mad again at Dolores. I don't like how the way everyone's talking about her relationship with David. Now, do I talk about that way? Do I talk that way about her relationship with David behind her back? Of course I do. But I didn't like that all of these people were saying it to her face at this party uh, where she was just trying to have a good time. She came in and everyone's saying she's broken. I mean, those are big accusations. You don't just say someone's broken at a party in front of everyone and everyone's just listening to it. No one no one was mingling or anything. It was just the whole party was pointed at Dolores while Joe Gorga was calling her broken. I was so fucking pissed. Um, but let's back up a little bit. The episode opened with that mom event. You know, Teresa left. I feel bad for Tree. Last week, it ended last week, she had to leave. She was upset because they did a mom event. They threw a mom event and invited Teresa without her mom had just passed. I mean, it wasn't super recent that Teresa's mom passed, but it was still like... Maybe we don't need to do this on Teresa's show. I mean, really, it's her show at this point. I love all the other gals, but, you know, everything's always centered on her. So through this mom event, Teresa left at the end of last week's episode, but the rest of the moms are still there. Now, all of the moms of our cast members, they hate their husbands. Now, this was really interesting to me. Every single one of them was, like, interested in not living with the husband, not being in the same room as the husband. And at the end of this episode, I was feeling that all these women are going to repeat the mistakes of their mothers because we saw Joe Gorga. Melissa's going to wake up one day and she's going to look at that husband. She's going to think, I need to live in a separate house or a separate room because he's a monster. He's a Neanderthal in the words of Dolores. So I do worry all of these women. I worry about them. They're going to repeat the mistakes of their mothers because all of these mothers I mean, Margaret's mom, you know, Marge Sr., she's not in a relationship with someone else, I don't believe. But the rest of them, the moms, they don't live in the same room or sleep. And they, uh, I don't know. And Jen's mom's embarrassed about it. And I was like, you know, girl, you just need to be happy. You don't have to sit in the room with this husband. You should be happier living alone. You know, that's what she wanted. Uh, then we cut to the guys who were all golfing. 
And I gotta say, I don't know if it's the stray pill talking that I took from our medicine cabinet, but Evan in that golf uniform was doing things to me. I mean, he was gorgeous in that. It was like a fitted pant. I don't know what was going on. It was like a fitted pant and just a fitted shirt, but, and then with the hat on. I like a man with a hat on. Ah, uh, you guys, I was into Evan. Good for him. He's gorgeous. Um, and then we got some stuff where Frank Sr. had to kiss Joe Gorga's ass, like literally kiss the ass. And I don't know what was going on there. I mean, it was weird to me. They were like, oh, you have to run naked if you lose the driving range or whatever. And then Frank Sr.'s like, no, how about I kiss your ass? Like, it didn't feel that way. <laughs> like Joe Gorga, or it felt like Frank Sr. wanted to kiss Joe Gorga's ass, which I get. I understand that. Honestly, I get that appeal. But it was just strange to me. I think he like recommended it. And I think also Frank Sr. knew that he would lose because at the beginning of the scene, he went in uh, in front of the camera into frame and said, I haven't played golf in a hundred fucking years. So Frank Sr. knew he was going to lose. And yet he still wanted to kiss Joe Gorka's ass. So I, I'm not sure exactly what was going on there, but it was good TV. I felt like I was watching a Sean Cody video for a moment, but then I don't know, flipped. But yeah, he did eventually have to. And then we talked about it way too much. We talked about it a little too much. Even at the party later in the episode, they were like, hey, did you see that video of Joe Gorga's ass getting kissed? And they were all just, it was a little too far for me. I know that was my opinion. I thought like, let's cool it. Yeah, he kissed the ass. Who among us hasn't kissed an ass a time or two? So I don't know that we needed to make a whole meal out of that little snack. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, then let's see. Oh, Teresa's going to see a potential new house. Michelle, the realtor, showing her. What's going on with Michelle, the realtor? It felt like we were introduced. Same thing happened on Dallas with that Jen Davis. What's going on at Bravo headquarters? They're bringing people in, but then we don't even see them or hear from them. They're just sort of around like set decoration. It's very strange to me. These friend friend doves on these shows are getting very bizarre. Do they not have the contracts in place before we start filming? Because it just seems like we're introduced to people that never end up getting any screen time. And we... This Michelle the Realtor, it seemed like maybe at the first episode of the season she was going to be a main presence, and then she's gone. And I don't know if there's more to it than that. Maybe there's some, you know, Jen Davis on uh, The Real Houses of Dallas. It seemed like there was some legal trouble or something with the husband. <laughs> we don't know. We just don't know. Um, but this house that Michelle was showing Teresa was gorgeous. And I was upset because I thought it was going to be Teresa's new house. And then Teresa's like, well, I want to see some more. And I want her to get that house right away. And then I always feel bamboozled because I feel like when they show us a scene like that, that doesn't end up coming to fruition, that it's just wasted time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they go into that scene knowing Melissa's not going to sell Teresa that house. And they maybe just wanted to show the house on TV or something. I'm not sure. Um, But I didn't like it. Something about it rubbed me the wrong way. Not even sure what it is. But uh, let's see. Oh, Dolores. I got to talk about Dolores becoming a roller or a skating queen. I love her. I'm really loving Dolores this season, you guys. And now that she's a big roller skater, rollerblader, she said she was getting ready to go to a roller skating party, got the skates. Party got canceled because of COVID. And then Dolores just decided, you know what? I'm going to be a blader. We're going to, Dolores is a blader. She's blading around town in the skates. I like that. Because I think I've told you guys this before. I've been dying to rollerblade again. I haven't had rollerblades since I was a kid, and I really want to, but I'm a a little bit scared because people don't really do that. Maybe by the beach here in LA. I don't live by the beach, but I'm scared to just be around my neighborhood in skates, but I really want it, you know? And then I I wrestle in my head, you know, I'm a Libra. I'm constantly wrestling in my head. 
there's a match going on up there every fucking minute. But I wrestle in my head. I think, well, you should just be okay with doing something that other people aren't doing. You know, I should be out skating loud and proud the way Dolores is. But I worry people are going to drive by or I'm going to see somebody I know. Because oftentimes, I mean, it's a small, people think LA is huge, but where I live, it's a small little neighborhood. And people, you see people out walking when I go out for walks. I see people I know all the time. So I'm worried I'm going to be out there blading and some of you out there are going to be judging me. After seeing Dolores, I'm thinking about getting me some skates because honestly, I think it's a good workout. I think it looks fun. When I was a kid, I used to blade all the time. You know, I was a big Mighty Ducks fan. Are you guys watching the Mighty Ducks? There's a reboot on Disney+. Plus. I love it. Gordon Bombay's back. Lauren Graham. I'm into it. Uh, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be a Mighty Duck. So I remember I got the skates, I got the blades, and I got a hockey stick. And I would you know, skate around my garage. Ah, what a good time. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get some skates because uh, Dolores is inspiring me. Now, what else is going on? Oh, there's a dinner party. Margaret looked amazing at this dinner party. Didn't she look amazing? Oh, Teresa's brother, Joe, she talks about Teresa's, or he talks about Teresa's new boyfriend, which he sort of pretends like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about this. And I got upset about this because they were sitting at dinner. It was like Margaret, her Joe, Joe Gorga, and Melissa. And then Joe Gorga starts talking about Teresa's new guy. And I'm happy that Teresa's a new guy, but I don't like the way we're all acting. And there was this moment at the dinner where Joe's talking about Melissa's like, oh, stop. And Melissa was pretending like she didn't know anything about it. And I think she was actually pretending really well. And I'm always a little bit concerned that Melissa's fooling us with some acting chops, you know what I'm saying? And so I worried about it. I worried that Melissa was a little too good at covering it up. And I think, what else are they covering up for us? I bet there's so much that happens. I mean, I know there's so much that happens on these shows behind the scenes that they never even address in front of the camera for whatever reason. But I want it addressed. I want to mention it all, baby. Mention it all, baby. <laughs> this pill's making me a little crazy, you guys. It wasn't anything strong. I, sh- I, I don't want you to think that I'm like crazy. <laughs> I'm also just a little giddy. Um, but also in pain, my knee is resting up. If you guys could see me right now, the knee is elevated, but the rest of me is not. Anyway, uh, let's see what else is happening. Oh, so they get to this party, and they talk about Frank Sr. Frank Sr. says in regards to kissing Joe Gorka's ass, I've eaten much better ass than you. And good for him, Frank Sr. You know, that's gay representation, something I haven't seen on screen in a while. And so I'm happy for Frank Sr. I know he wasn't referring to the gay act of um, eating eating it, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to stop myself there because whatever I say is not going to be considered PC. So I'm just going to stop myself there. Uh, but uh, everyone's sort of chasing Teresa around at this party, which by the way, did you guys see that the party had a mozzarella centerpiece? I love that. Mo- it was just someone making mozzarella. Mozzarella. Uh, nothing better. I think I told you guys this before, but I'm watching that Stanley Tucci show on CNN where he just goes around Italy and eats. And that's the dream. Somebody pay me to go around somewhere and eat. It doesn't even have to be Italy. I'll go around, you know, I'll go to houses, McDonald's. Somebody pay me to go eat somewhere. I like a French fry, you know, send me some burger restaurants or something. Can't we make that a TV show? I'll head to Wendy's. I'll head to McDonald's. I'll try all the French fries. Whatever I got to do. Just somebody pay me to eat. Uh, so they're all uh, chasing Teresa around this party because Teresa, they want to know about the new boyfriend. She's finally opening up about it. He's texting her. She's going to get the booty call or something. Uh, and then Teresa ends up leaving. And then that's when Joe starts calling Dolores broken. 
And Jackie rightfully points out that Joe is actually talking to Melissa through Dolores. And I don't care for it. I wanted him to shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Dolores eventually stormed out and I was like, good, good. She said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck your fucking selves. That's what Dolores was saying. And I was like, good for you, girl. I was so happy that Dolores was storming out. And then Frank Sr. went with her and Dolores said in the, it was like a hot mic moment. She's like, I need five minutes to calm down. Don't talk to me. And you guys, that was the most relatable thing I've ever seen on this show. You know, you leave a dinner party, you're pissed, and your significant other's trying to calm you, talk you off a ledge, and you're just like, shut the fuck up for five minutes. Just like, don't speak to me. That, I say that to Matt, too. I'm like, just don't talk to me. It's better if you just leave me alone and don't talk to me, because otherwise, I'm going to either say something I regret or, or take it out on you some way. I might be mad at somebody else, but I'll take it out on whoever's in my path. So, Dolores, that was so relatable. Give me five minutes, don't talk to me. The episode was great, though, you guys. I thought it was a fantastic episode. I loved it. I'm liking the season of Jersey. I am. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Let's talk about something I don't care for. And this is the point in this program, Everything Iconic, when I want to encourage all of you. If you are enjoying the season of Dallas, please, by all means, I support and love and get that. Then maybe turn off this podcast. I don't want to upset you guys. Because I'm about to talk about Dallas, and if you liked it, just turn off this podcast and go about your days. Because that's great. 
I want everyone to like these shows, and we all like something different. So I totally understand some of you like it and some of you don't. So again, turn off this podcast if you enjoyed The Real Houses of Dallas finale, because I'm about to drag it a little bit. Now, we open the episode with a murder mystery party. (sighs) I know, you guys are going to get mad at me about that sound effect. I know it. You guys are going to DM me and say, stop playing the fucking Law & Order sound effect. I know you guys are going to send that to me. A lot of you tell me, you say you listen to this podcast when you're trying to sleep, and you don't like the sound effects because they wake you up. Well, you know what? Wake up, little bear. I don't know why I called you Little Bear. I have a friend who calls a friend Little Bear. Uh, okay, so we open with this murder mystery party, and Brandy's falling down the stairs. And you guys, I had, I was a little bit uncomfortable. I think just because I knew Brandy had been filming Pregnant, because that is something we've talked about before on this show, and it's been talked about by Brandy. And Stephanie was on Watch What Happens Live talking about it even. So we do know, and... I think I had been saying a couple weeks ago, I wish that Bravo would acknowledge it because we see it in the confession. They finally did acknowledge it in the update at the end of the season, but it just felt strange to me that we knew that. And then not only were we seeing Brandy drinking and throwing herself down the stairs, but they played it in like slow motion. And it just felt icky to me that, that Bravo did that. Do you know what I mean? Is that crazy? You know what else kind of felt icky for me? The Real Houses of Atlanta reunion. I know we didn't recap it. I don't normally recap the reunions. But it felt a little weird that at the beginning of the Atlanta reunion, Andy's first question was like, so how much weight did y'all gain in in COVID? Like, that was the first topic we covered at the Atlanta reunion. And I thought, maybe we don't need to do this, right? Maybe we can all just accept that we've all gained a little weight. We're all grabbing the air fryer for some... Uh, plates of french fries these days because we're we're trying to be healthier than we were at the beginning of quarantine do you see what i'm saying it happens to all of us but it was a weird thing they started on a package of just like cynthia stepping on her scale and all the women talking about their weight gain it was like a little strange to me anyway so dallas too i felt a little bit i'm not always on brandy's side but i was thinking like this is a kind of weird thing to show of brandy and not only to show it once, but then to show it again extensively. And so I was on Brandy's side. I was like, this is too far for Brandy. You know, I was like, this is just mean to her. I was feeling bad for her watching this back because it must have been traumatizing to watch that back and think, she, no, she was pregnant that whole time. Uh, but then Brandy lost me when she was laying on the ground and she farted. You know, Brandy always finds a way to lose me real quick, real quick. You know, I, I start to feel bad for her. I, I you want to support her. And then she does something like she talks about her farts or something. I'm like, okay, enough, Brandy. Let's get her off my screen. And that reunion trailer. I was going to save this for the end, but let's just dive into that reunion trailer for a moment. What the fuck is going on with that? What the fuck was that? I know we even talked about it on the show. I knew it was going to happen. I knew. I told you guys on this podcast, Carrie and Brandy, they both had to film from the hotel room. And I felt terrible for the production. I feel bad for Andy. I feel bad for the rest of the cast who had properly uh, been there proper, properly quarantined, properly were ready to film this reunion. And production had to figure it out at the last minute. They found out that morning. So someone on that team had to run to Best Buy to get some TVs. And then I understand that they probably were frazzled and trying to figure out, like, what do we do with those TVs? Do we put them on the chair? And they decided to set the TVs on the chair. And I don't think that was the right choice. But, you know, again, they were probably frazzled, didn't know what to do. 
So Brandy and Carrie are on TVs, these long TVs. I don't even know, understand. Were those TVs like widescreen TVs that they turned vertical? Or what was, how did they turn them vertical? Anyway, they set them on the chairs. Brandy was not even given a ring light. You know, production was fucking pissed. You know, they were pissed at all of them. They were probably so upset. And so they were like, you know, we're not buying you a ring light, Brandy. You're going to get whatever the lighting the hotel room has for you. And that was shady, but I got it. I understood. Because Brandy didn't, Brandy and Carrie, they look like, I don't know, I don't know what they were lit by, but it wasn't much. They didn't even have, you know, I would think that they would even have a ring light on their phone or something. You know, they're public figures. I would think maybe they could pop that on the TV or the camera or something to make them look a little bit better. Or light them somehow. It's like, where are the lights? Who has the lights here? And then, uh, you know, I don't even understand the looks either. I mean, I guess they might not have had hair and makeup, although Carrie looked like she had hair and makeup. Brandy did not. So I don't understand, like, how did she do hair and makeup? Did she? Maybe she did it herself. It didn't look like she did it herself. Carrie. Brandy did. Brandy looked like, you know, she, I don't know. <laughs> Brandy's makeup looked like she did it on the elevator on the way up to her hotel room, to be quite honest. But... Uh, I don't know. It's embarrassing, and I feel bad for the show because it is just embarrassing. I mean, the whole reunion trailer, I was like, this is cringy to me. It's embarrassing that this is how, we have two cast members from a Zoom. The rest of the women all showed up, and they're all dressed up. It was just strange. And Dallas is already such a flop. I'm sorry that I don't understand. Although the rest of it looked good. You know, Tiffany, she looks like she uh, got the chair next to Andy, which is exciting. Kim, uh, what's her name? Kim. I was going to call her Kim. Kim. She brought the pink something. You know, she always thinks she's Elle Woods. Oh, and Andra goes after Stephanie, which is surprising to me. I'm excited to watch it. Although then it's like kind of, a, I, I read that it airs at 1030 next week. <laughs> you guys, Bravo knows that it's a flop. They do. They wouldn't air the first part of a reunion at 1030 PM at night if they didn't know that. I don't know. Maybe it will get canceled. And people reach out to me. They say, oh, I'm liking this season of Dallas. And to that I say, bravo, don't even like this season of Dallas. They're airing it at 1030 at night, the first part of a reunion, which oftentimes those first parts are some of the highest rated things of the whole show. And they're airing it at 1030 on a Tuesday. Woo, guys, what is that? What the fuck is going on there? (laughs) Anyway, okay, let's get back to this thing. Uh, So there was a funny thing that happened uh, in the murder mystery finale thing where DeAndra is the killer and she was using a low voice like her tagline. I don't know about you, sugar and spice, everything nice. You know, DeAndra's got that voice. I don't even remember what the fuck her tagline is, but it's that low voice tagline, which I love. And then DeAndra decides she's the killer and she's doing this like acting stuff. And there was like another actor who had a gun and there, there was like a shootout by the pool. It was so bad that I loved it. You know, like, it was so bizarre. And they were all dressed in these 80s clothes. Jen Davis, that extra, whoever that is, is there. And she was wearing a Blockbuster shirt. And that made me laugh, too, because everyone else is in these, like, 80 ball gowns. And Jen Davis was just wearing that Blockbuster t-shirt, which I I loved. And then Jen Davis was nowhere to be found. I don't even understand what happened to her. Did they kick her out? Did they not realize until the final episode taping that, like, Jen Davis is not going to be on the show? And then they just, halfway through that weekend, they were like, Jen, get out of here. Because she just fucking disappeared. She just was gone. And also, I mean, they didn't even have enough space for Jen because all of those women, what were they all doing? It was like three to a bed. I understand they wanted to tape at this Dallas mansion or whatever. 
But did we need to put everyone three to a bed? I mean, that was a little bit crazy to me. A little bit crazy. Anyway, so DeAndra's the killer. Brandy and Carrie stay up all night and they get drunk again. And Carrie's farting now. We're getting a lot of fart work. (laughs) A lot of fart work happening. And um, then Brandy and Carrie decide to trash this house. A landmark. A landmark. They decide to trash it. They break the plexiglass. I was so pissed about this plexiglass, too, because the next morning, Brandy and Carrie call the person who's running this house. And Brandy's, again, making herself the victim. She's talking to someone. And before she's even getting out, what happened, how they ruined this house and wrecked this house, Brandy's crying. So the person on the other line, of course, feels bad. And then the person on the other line is like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you're more upset than me. And probably this woman was fucking pissed. But she heard this woman crying on the phone before she even found out what happened. So her instincts went in. It was so fucking manipulative, emotionally manipulative of Brandy. And we know that should be her middle name, emotionally manipulative. Because she's just her crying. She made herself the victim, even though she was the one who snuck in this room. They were very clear, don't sneak into. And they trashed this house. And it felt like Carrie took all the blame. But I was like, Brandy's the one who snuck there in the first place. And they were both being assholes about this house. A landmark. A landmark. So just always playing the victim. I just really, you guys, I hate Brandy. I don't like, I hate, I don't, we need a new cast. We need a new cast. We need it. Um, so let's see. Oh, Carrie, meanwhile, is like the next morning, she's saying, everybody's acting like me and Brandy messed up a president's old tomb. That line made me laugh. <laughs> but it was a landmark, you know? I mean, come on. Come on. That'd be like somebody going to uh, Bluestone Manor and wrecking it. We saw Ramona do that and we get pissed. You know, you don't mess with landmarks, not TV landmarks. You don't do it. So then the men show up. And uh, I hate myself, but I was attracted to Travis. I was, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm here to live my truth. Travis showed up with a big belt buckle, and I was like, you know what? He's kind of hot. I do hate that man, though. Don't get it twisted. I do not care for that man. I do not like him. But he looked like the, the um, you know, human version of Shrek there. Normally, he looks like the cartoon version of Shrek. But when he showed up looking like the human version, I was attracted again. So, the, you know, sue me. Sue me. Um, to Andrew Peter Pants. And that was something that happened. She made her, she made her hair and makeup people uh, hair dry her ass because she peed all in her spanks. I don't know how it must have been a lot too. I don't know. It must have been a lot because she had the hair dryer out. They were all drying it. And so, like, what did she, what was she drinking that day? Why was Deandra wet in her pants so much? Why was there so much liquid in there? You know, I understand a little tinkle, but if it's a little tinkle in your pants, you know, when you're laughing and like a tiny little droplet comes out, that's one thing. But I don't think you need your whole team to hair dry it, so it must have been a lot. And to that I say, like, how did that happen? You know? How did that happen? (laughs) Uh, What else happened? Brandy gave Stephanie a gift, a BFF ring. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Oh, there was something that I enjoyed. Uh, Armadillos showed up. Was it armadillos? Is that what those animals were? And there was these guys who were running this armadillo square. What do you call it? I don't know. They were The armadillos were all in this cage or something. And the women were getting in the cage. And the people who ran the armadillo cage, again, don't know what you call them, the animal people who showed up, were so fucking funny. So quick-witted. Honestly, I was ready to give him a sitcom. If I had the power, I'd give that man a sitcom. And we didn't even see his face. But 
he was so quick-witted. So somebody asked, one of the women asked, how do these armadillos have sex? And the man responded with, usually dinner and a movie. You guys, that's funny. And it was without missing a beat. Without even missing a beat. And then the women got into the armadillo cage. I hope they were armadillos. That's what they were, right? You guys are probably like, no, they were possums or something. (laughs) You know, sometimes I get things wrong on here. Uh, But one of the women stepped in the cage and she said, what if I step in their poo? And the animal man said, don't worry, no extra charge. Without missing a beat, you guys, that's quick wit. Give him a sitcom. You know, let's give him a show. Um, then they did something, I don't know, something with the armadillos. Then oh, it was so shady of Bravo. At the end, they're all sitting down eating dinner with the plates in there. They didn't even have a sit-down table. That was strange, right? I felt like they were at a picnic or something. Everyone was like, kind of eating with the, the plate on their knees, which you know I couldn't do right now because my knees got to be elevated. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so they were all eating, and the editors were sh- so shady because uh, Brandy's talking about how she met Brian in the eighth grade, and they talk about how in love they are. And we just know, we just know that this is coming. We know it. We know it because Brian's a piece of garbage. We saw the video online. He was flirting with some other woman on the dance floor or something, you know, making out with someone. Just gross. Just gross. Can't believe I'm feeling sympathy for Brandy because of that Brian. Ugh, just gross. But anyway, they're really focusing on how they have like a love story. Oh, I loved it. Then we get the end cards. Cameron, her end card is something about how she painted her dog pink. I don't know. That was the biggest thing that happened to Cam. She painted the dog pink, moved into the new house. Then Stephanie, they cut to her and she's like, this has been the most amazing year ever. And I'm thinking, Stephanie, read the room here. Read the room. This was 2020. I don't care if you did have a good year, Stephanie. Read the room. You don't say that you had the best year. I don't give a shit if you did. Because it's unacceptable. Uh, so many people are dying. People couldn't go outside. And you're talking about how you had the best year ever, Stephanie. Read the room. Um, then they show about how Travis, who I was kind of attracted to earlier in the episode, and then I turn on him again, because we find out that he rented Stephanie's office at the office. And uh, he's a piece of trash, too. So, you know what? I hate Travis. I hate him. Every ounce of my being. What a dick. I mean, not that Stephanie was using that office anyway. You know, it was all for the show. That was Stephanie's big storyline, was just moving into an office that she didn't end up using. And then uh, she got someone some lockers. Good for her for doing the charity. I'm not knocking that. Good for the charity work. But there wasn't a whole lot from Stephanie this year. I'm just saying, keeping it honest, keeping it real. Love my Stephanie, um, except for this year. Turned. Um, so what else happened? It's uh, Tiffany, meanwhile, she's got that wig on. I felt bad for Tiffany having to wear that blonde wig. It looked funny to me, though. I don't know. I couldn't even... I couldn't put my finger on what it looked like to me. Um, But Brandy then said uh, this big speech to the whole group. She said, I went through the hardest time in my entire life. Uh, And then they show us that she was 16 weeks pregnant. They finally acknowledge it. And then she had a daughter named Brylin. Brylin, B-R-I-L-Y-N-N. B-R-Y. Or, I'm sorry, let me just repeat that. B-R-I-L-Y-N-N. Should I say it one more time? B-R-I-L-Y-N-N. NN. Now, I'll just leave you all with that name, and you guys can think about how you feel about it, and imagine how I feel about it. Anyway, moving on, the show ends with Brandy and Brian kissing in black and white. And then we get that embarrassing reunion trailer. What a show. What a show. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so, luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, speaking of baby names, though, you guys, we got to talk about uh, Sheena Shea named her baby Summer Moon Honey Davies. Summer Moon Honey. Now, some people online were saying they didn't like this name. I like that name for Sheena Shea. You know, I love me some shishi. Vanderpump Rules was officially announced coming back. So they're starting filming in like a week or so. Now the cast that's returning, we're losing a lot of people, but we still got Tom and Ariana. We got Tom and Katie. We got Raquel and James. We got shishi. Uh, we got Lala. And Charlie, I think, is coming back too. She said she was coming back. So look, I think it's a good cast. I don't, I think we didn't really need Dana. Danica really didn't do much for me either. I was happy that Charlie had said she's coming back. Raquel is who I mostly want to focus on. I'm excited for that. Check in with James. Uh, It's going to be a new era, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. But Sheena Shea had that baby right before they start filming. You know, Sheena always thinking. Two steps ahead. Sheena's committed to her craft. And so she popped out that baby. Summer Moon Honey Davies. Or is it Honey Moon? Moon Honey. I don't know. But I like the name Summer, you guys. Maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of the OC. I think it's a great name. Love it. And the two middle names doesn't bother me at all. People were dragging the two middle names. I think, you know, it's great. No one goes by their middle names anyway, so it's not like if they want to, they can. But, you know, Moon Honey, who cares? No one's going to call her Baby That anyway. They're just going to call her Summer Davies. And I think that's a cute name. I love the name Summer. I think it could have been much weirder. I I thought this was great. So I'm happy for Shishi that she got a baby. And I think the name is A+. Really, I heard it right off the bat. It was like, this is great. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited for Vanderpump Rules. Excited to see she should be a mom. I don't know if it'll be good. We'll have to see if the show's good. And we'll have to watch what happens live. Because I, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. But also, I kind of feel like, here's my thing with Vanderpump Rules. I think they're going to really bring it because they know this is the end of the rope if they don't. Do you, do you know what I mean? They're not going to be given a bunch more chances. And if it's a bad season, Bravo will just say, you know, to hell with it. You're done. You're done. Uh, so hopefully they'll bring it and it'll be a good season. 
but TBD. So what else? I want to uh, let everyone know we have Everything Iconic merch at everythingiconic.store. I wonder how many people turn off the podcast when I start doing these promo things. You know, I got to say it every week. I, I know it's annoying. Got to say it. Got to keep the lights on here. But I wonder how many of you turn off the podcast. <laughs> I wonder how many of you are listening. I could probably check. I think in the stats you can check um, to see when people turn off the show. And I'm going to do that when we get off here. Anyway, uh, we have up to 5XL in the shirts. So some people were asking for those uh, larger sizes. So I'm very excited to say we got up to 5XL at everythingiconic.store. We have uh, the Everything Iconic Patreon. Check that out. The YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. So with all of that said, you guys, I want to leave you with one of our meditation cards, our affirmation card deck. Uh, this one is just a message for you to remind yourself as you go about your day. A cheesy little message that uh, we all can use. Let me get into my NPR voice. Remind yourself today, I am love. I may not have always made the right choices, but I did my best. I have so much love to give, and everyone around me can feel it. I am given a clean slate every single day to be the best version of me that I can be. I am forgiven. I am love. You know, going forward, just remember, if you make mistakes, it's about how you react to them. So go forward, go about your day. Learn from your mistakes and know that you are loved. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Roni Week. Tune in for a special interview on Monday. Uh, I also want to thank ACAST. ACAST is our podcast provider. We love ACAST. If you want to uh, subscribe to this show, just go to ACAST.com slash everything iconic. Uh, you can also listen to the show there. I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. 